When I moved back to Amherst, Nova Scotia after 15 years away, something had changed. Like many other towns, our local businesses and business people have been overwhelmed by large corporations and monopolies. This hurt the spirit of our communities. We lost our autonomy, our self-reliance, and our hope. So join me as I learn more about where we are now, how we got here, and what we can do to take back our communities. I'm Andrew Cameron, and Monopolies Killed My Hometown. So everyone, welcome back to this is episode 30 of Monopolies Killed My Hometown. I've actually decided this is going to be the sort of the final episode that I'm going to do of this podcast for a few different reasons. The anti-monopoly conversation is so big, so broad that I think this podcast has been my story and my voice. And I think it's time and I want to focus on, you know, sort of bringing more new voices and different voices and different stories into this conversation. So with this episode, I want to do something different. And today I'm joined by Keldon Bester and Robin Chabon. They're two of the other co-founders of the Canadian Anti-Monopoly Project, CAMP. Keldon has stepped in as he's the full-time executive director of CAMP now. And Robin and I are the two board members at this point. And we are looking for more board members, but we will talk about that later. So anyways, Keldon, Robin, thank you for joining. Thanks for coming in. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. So I want to bring you in because I think the two of you reached out to me in what, I think the spring 2022, is that right? About that, about coming in yep. and helping form this. And then we started our planning. Like I said, I think we had our first like official formal camp event in August, last summer, August, 2022. And then I think we really launched and really started fall 2022 about this time, about a year ago. I think we've had a lot of success and there's been a lot happening. Um, we'll kind of get into that, but I really want to start, like, go back to where you two started. Like, I'd kind of like to start right back at the beginning. Like, what was your thought process about forming camp or what was the thinking behind it? For me, um, I had a, a thought that we needed some sort of organization or we talk about like an institutional home or um, like infrastructure for uh, progressive, human-centered, antitrust competition law conversation. And in fact, uh, the way that Keldon and I met is that I tweeted at some point, hey, we need an organization kind of like the Open Markets Institute in the US. And Keldon saw that and that spurred a conversation that over, I guess, two plus years led to where we're at today. Yeah, you know, I think we both saw this big gap in the Canadian landscape. You had organizations that were working on, you know, forward-looking policy, but weren't focused on competition. And then you had folks that were focused on competition, but were pretty squarely in the status quo, everything's fine uh, camp. So um, with, with that in mind, we, we thought that there was an opportunity and a need. Um, and I think it's interesting, you know, two, three years ago, couldn't quite guess just how big that need would be. But I think the past two years in particular have shown that this is really necessary in Canada. 
I think before you reached out to me, I think I, I think I, I can't remember if I'd started this podcast or not, or if that came afterwards, or I think like I, I was messing around with trying to do something on my own about like small towns and competition and that sort of stuff, doing something different. And I had the same sort of thought, like there needs to be like a place to bring people together that are thinking about this or talking about this. There's so many people out there that we almost are becoming that place that will bring people together. When you were thinking about it, was that kind of the role you thought camp would be? Yeah, I think the idea of a a place for people to go who were interested in this topic and wanted to do work and wanted to dive deeper, you know, before there were options of, you know, you could work at the competition bureau, which both Robin and I have done. You could go work for a big law firm. Wouldn't recommend that. Um, or you could pursue academia. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we wanted to see if there is a market more or less for something in between those things in a you know, policy and advocacy type of role that is you know, separate from government um, and also separate from you know, the status quo folks who um, typically dominate the conversation. And so I think that idea of a home, somewhere for people to come do work and then take that way of thinking into other organizations, other governments, other businesses, uh, was was important to to our uh, to our thinking, Robin. I think it was really sort of you and Vas Bednar that really sort of were the really public voices doing research reports, op eds, writing. Like, is that a fair assessment? That was my perception of it, anyways. But I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that Vas and I. Well, I'm gonna toot my own horn. <laughs> that's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Vass and I did a lot to move the conversation in Canada. Well, let's carry on with Robin's thought about tuning our own horn. I really think we've had a lot of successes so far this year. And I have some that really stand out to me. But Kelvin, do you want to start? Like, what were some of the things that have happened with camp in the last year? We've gone, okay, this was this was either really cool or awesome or unexpected or proud of or however you want to phrase it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a external version and an internal version of this. So looking outwards, this fall has been fantastic. We've got three federal parties with some kind of competition law reform um, proposed, you know, including, you know, multiple bills that, you know, pull from camp ideas, which is, which I think is a great compliment and, and great to see, you know, things like the efficiencies defense, which is a real, artifact of an old way of thinking in Canadian competition law, you know, to see, to see that fall away, I think will be a really big first step. And so things like that, I, I take as, as the biggest sign of external success is that we have multiple parties coming around to the idea that competition law reform is, is good for Canadians and, and is necessary. You know, internally, we've, we've received our first major international foundation support from the Open Society Foundation, which is which has been fantastic and and a real uh, step towards formalizing the organization um, away from something that's just the side of our desks. Um, so I think that that is a great starting point and, and we've got momentum with um, parliamentary activity. And now what we want to do is, I think, focus on creating those opportunities for other people to contribute to this conversation, which you know, I agree that I think Robin and Vass um, had such a strong hand in, in, in getting started. 
in the weirdness of, or weird way of all this, I'm really most proud by like, I think within the first month or so, like somebody gave us 50 bucks. It, I don't even remember if it was 50 bucks or it was like 25 bucks or it was something. It didn't matter. It was somebody we didn't know kind of gave us some money. And I went, okay, this is like a sign that there are a whole lot of people out there that are thinking about this. And like I said before, we can kind of want to bring people together. What about you, Robin? I, I'll reiterate what Keldon said, which is uh, seeing the government make changes to the Competition Act and make changes that we have been calling for for some years. I often tell people that this whole situation is just pretty surprising. Like I find myself in a situation where I, along with others, have accomplished so much on this issue that I never thought would be possible because there's like an adage that you hear in economics classes because <laughs> that's my background <laughs> economics but um the best predictor of the future is the past right like when you forecast something you take your experience from the past and you extrapolate it forward and the trend in Canada when it comes to competition law for decades has been no change and being in an environment where there's no real interest and in fact uh maybe animosity to new and different ways of thinking and so the fact that a group of us have come together and have made substantive change is something that I, I never thought would happen. I thought I would do my PhD on this topic, which I am now, right? I'm at Carleton wrapping up my PhD in public policy there. And uh, I would become an academic or I'd become a consultant and like, you know, advocating for this issue would just be like some side gig and I do it for the rest of my life. And, you know, <laughs> this is a long convoluted way of saying, I think that the most notable thing and um, surprising thing for me is actually seeing that there is a community of people like there are other people that agree with me and yeah. have put in like time and resources to make this change and that's incredible it's really incredible i'm with you on that so let's at the risk of forgetting somebody <laughs> but <laughs> There are a lot of people that are, like we mentioned, like Robin, you and Vass really getting started, like publicly the conversation going. My senator, Senator Deacon, Senator Simons, they've been doing a lot on this, pushing this conversation forward. I think Jennifer Quaid is another yes. example. She's been doing work on this issue for uh, a, quite a long time and uh, has been really important in in getting traction. Yeah. I'll, I'll give a I'll give a, a strictly nonpartisan shout out to you know some of the elected officials as well who I think have been really great on this file. You know, Liberal MP Nate Erskine Smith, NDP yep. MP Brian Massey, CBC MP Ryan Williams, and you know Bloc Québécois um, MP uh, Sébastien Lemire. I, we've got people in every party who take this seriously. And have been pushing, you know, in committee, in private members' bills, and in government action. Um, you know, of course, the, the biggest elected official in this space is uh, 
Mr. Champagne. And, you know, he has, you know, been moving the ball ball forward quite a bit. We, we had the competition at consultation. We've had initial amendments. So we, we do have, um, as, I, as I've said before, we've got a number of elected officials who are, I think, taking this opportunity uh, quite seriously. And that's, and that's great to see. Do you want more anti-monopoly news while you're waiting for me to record the next episode? Sign up for the Canadian Anti-Monopoly Project newsletter at antimonopoly.ca slash newsletter. Yeah, and I think with that, there's a lot of um, other, like other groups and other organizations kind of starting to talk about in this and thinking about this. Like some of the ones we thought about, we had like John Shell and Social Capital Partners and all of his team. They've been talking to a lot as well. PIAC, Open Media, the Canadian Council of Innovators. Some of the labor unions and labor groups are starting to talk about this too. I'll make a, a quick shout out to um, Kaylee Thiessen at Unifor. Mm. She and the Unifor team have been really like instrumental in uh, reforms related to wage fixing and uh, worker specific issues in competition law. Uh, I'd go so far as to say it's in large part because of them that Wage fixing in Canada is now a criminal offense. And we've talked about it before. Like I think Commissioner Boswell and like his team at the Competition Bureau have done a lot in pushing this forward. The Rogers and Shaw merger, they fought that even when everybody was kind of telling them, don't, like stop this. Everybody who was telling them to stop were, you know, people writing in the Globe and Mail and lawyers and economists. I think the rest of Canada was was firmly behind it and and you know, and the tribunal saw. <laughs> including <laughs> including our the competition tribunal um yeah but the but the polling behind it was was quite strong in favor of of, of further action just to give them uh, uh the appropriate shout out there yeah because i think robin like you were you were making the comment about the amount of people who agree and the amount of voices and i think maybe the last episode i did the competition bureau's summary of the consultation the report the what we heard report i don't remember mm-hmm. if that's the actual name but I think it was there was 400 individual people made submissions, which I think is like just, I think is a huge number. Um, I didn't know what to expect from it, but I think that's huge. And I think like we did a lot, like I know through camp, like leading up to it on promoting and like trying to talk to people and suggesting or uh, promoting, making the submissions. And, and I know you two spent a whole lot of time on the camp submission to get that in there. And I think was, very well done. You I, you can find it on our website if you want, mm-hmm. right? I assume it's up there or uh, you can read them all, right? Like, can't you read, you can read all the submissions, like they're all public. All the submissions by organizations um, and academics, law practitioners, those are public. What isn't public yeah. are the individual responses from sort of average Canadians. Uh, but okay. as you said in the What We Heard report, they, they provide a summary of those. And the message coming from that is pretty clear. Um, and, and I think as you, the more you talk to Canadians, it's, it's a pretty um, consistent message is that we really aren't doing enough on this file. And, and, you know, the folks at camp would certainly agree. There's a lot of other smaller things that have happened that just really sort of build on the success, right? Like Kelvin, you've written a lot of op-eds, you've done a lot of media reports. Like I think camps becoming sort of the outlet, like if reporters or anybody wants comments or to understand what's happening with competition coming to us, which was sort of one goal. I think one of the reasons that camp has been successful over the past year is there was sort of a 
monotony on um, the perspective of things like big mergers. You know, we weren't the first, certainly, but there's a real dearth of voices to offer a competing perspective on something that we've taken for granted for quite a while. But I think that, you know, individual Canadians understand as uh, something that isn't, isn't, isn't set up to benefit them. So I, I think that, you know, both working with, uh, you know, great reporters who are doing, doing the important work of building a full story, um, but, but, but putting in that missing voice, I think, has been a big part of, of camp success. And that's all kind of happened in the last year. And that, Robin, you touched on this too. Like I thought when we started, we'd have sort of more time to kind of build out the organization, get things set up. But there's been a lot that's happened in the last few months, which we talked right from the beginning. We're here to make a difference. We're not here to just be an organization and do stuff. We want to see these changes. We want to see these things happen. So I kind of want to talk about like, okay, where, where are we going with camp? What are we thinking about what we're doing? If there's people out there who want to get involved or do something Kellner Robin, do you want to throw some things out? Yeah, you know, there's a number of ways to get involved. One of the most important ones is, you know, we've had a number of volunteers already who have done some really fantastic work, research, you know, drafting communications and, and diving into topics we don't really have the time for. And and, and that continues. So I want to give a, I should have given a shout out to them earlier, but um, here it's coming now. You know, the other obvious ones are in-kind and financial support. You know, we're building the base of the organization, um, but people's skills, I think, really are the paramount piece, whether that's um, volunteering or applying to one of the positions we post or, you know, participating in the board of directors. You know, we really need to build out a um, set of skills um, that I think are just as, if not more important than, you know, the uh, financial element, which... You know, as you said, the $50 donation is, is just as important as the um, foundation donation because of, I think, what it symbolizes, which is that more broad-based support uh, from Canadians. So I think there's a, a range of ways to get to get involved, and, and we, we remain grateful to, to everybody who gives their, their time or resources in whatever form to, uh, to camp. Yeah, I think I'll jump in because you mentioned one as well, and Robin, you and I are kind of working on this is we are the only two members of the board of directors. We are going to be looking for more people to join, help out sort of on the governance piece, uh, building out the organization, setting up the organization, and adding the skills and becoming part of it. So if you're interested in getting involved, please do because, and again, that can look like volunteering in some capacity, right? Whether that's with Keldon, um, uh, you know, supporting on certain tasks, whether that's on our board and whether that's financial support, any amount is valuable to us. Uh, and the reason why um, participating and supporting camp is so important is because we're moving into a really important political moment. The current government has proposed some pretty meaningful changes to the Competition Act over the last year and more, right? Uh, wage fixing is now a criminal offense in Canada. It wasn't before. The government has um, proposed to drop the efficiencies defense for mergers, which means that in when the Competition Bureau reviews and evaluates mergers, it's going to be a lot easier for them to block mergers that hurt 
both consumers and also workers, right? The people who work for these companies that are merging. The Competition Bureau also has new powers to do research so that it can identify um, harmful business behaviors before they become an even bigger problem. And this is all stuff that brings us into alignment with other countries and is like, it's exciting. And it's also kind of basic, right? It's the, the dumb stuff that has been so wrong for so long that needs to be changed. So this is all good, right? But now that we as a community have accomplished these changes, we're shifting gears into um, a new mode. And that is calling on the government to make deeper uh, reforms to the Competition Act. And a lot of this stuff is pretty wonky, but to wrap it up is to say that we need a we need the legislation to change so that the law is in alignment with uh, a better, more compassionate and Canadian-centered philosophy of competition, which is that businesses and markets and the economy should work for people. The economy should be fair. The economy should produce outcomes for people that actually bring benefit rather than, you know, simply enriching people who are already at the top of the economic hierarchy. We want to create a fair and democratic economy. And so uh, in the next year, we are planning a campaign that is going to put pressure on the government to make these changes. And this campaign is critical because the big business community is upset. They're really pissed off with the changes that the positive changes that have been made so far. And they're going to fight as hard as they can to ensure that no other changes get through. And we camp are at the forefront of that battle. And we need resources in order to make the positive changes that need to happen, happen. I think that's a fantastic place to stop. So if you want to get involved, like our website, www.antimonopoly.ca, you can find us on all the socials. Shortly, we're going to post a position for somebody to help with sort of the administrative and the operations of the organization. Uh, we're working on building out a fellowship program for researchers, the board of directors. Like I said, that's going to be coming more in full with that. If you want us to come on uh, podcasts, interviews, talk if you're part of an organization that you want to bring competition policy conversation in and you want somebody to come help out like reach out talk to us you know if there's something weird going on in your industry and you got a story to share let us know like there's a lot of different ways for you to get involved and i guess before we go keldon as the executive director of camp if you have a final word a final message anything you want to share of course you know we're just getting started um We've had some short-term wins. We've made a lot of really important partnerships and organizations that are sharing the vision, organizations and individuals. Um, but there's a lot of work to do, as Robin said. You know, We've got a way of thinking that believes people need to be sort of sacrificed in order for some 
ethereal greater good that we'll um, receive later. And, uh, and I think we're seeing uh, the opportunity to change that model and to ask, you know, how does this benefit us? So there's a lot of work to do and uh, every contribution, no matter what kind, uh, helps. So I think that's the, that's the best note to, note to end on. Thank you, Robin. Thank you, Keldon, for coming, sharing. This is going to be the last episode I do of Monopoly's Killed My Hometown. Again, thank you, everybody, for listening. Connor, thank you for helping. You and team at Podstarter were big instrumental in helping me kind of get this going. So again, thank you for that. Thank you for everybody that's listened. Hopefully you've learned something and hopefully you have a new way to think about this and you're, you want to get more involved in the competition conversation. Thank you, Andrew, for putting this podcast together. You know, the number of people that talk to me or Robin and say, you know, I just started listening to Andrew's podcast. What are you guys doing? You know, what's, what's up with this? It really has been a phenomenal resource to people very coming new to the conversation and understanding from a different lens. So I think the real thanks needs to, needs to go to you. I appreciate that. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you so much. All right. Take care, everyone. Main Street is struggling. Monopolies killed my hometown.